Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Chris Rosini, our co-host. Chris, welcome to the program. Hello, Dr. Paul. Great to be with you. Very good. We're going to talk about guns, and, uh, and we're not going to join the gang that thinks the solution to all this is just get rid of that ornery, annoying Second Amendment. That causes all the problems. So we have to get rid of the Second Amendment. And there's some people who actually really believe that. They're very sincere. I, don't, I just think they're very confused, too, because it, it's been uh, well known that the uh, uh, guns that uh, are taken away are taken away from the law-abiding people, and the people who want to defend themselves are in worse shape than ever. And guess what? The people who don't believe in the law and the ones who do the killing it uh, doesn't matter to them. They, they don't even care. As a matter of fact, the real dedicated robber and killer, he, he's been enhanced. He has less people pointing guns at him. But that, that's an old story, and it's uh, not received, uh, you know, by the, the liberals in Congress or any, any place else. And uh, this was a horrific, you know, crisis, you know, in Uvalde with, uh, with uh, 18 kids and a couple teachers being killed. What, what a horrible thing to happen. And uh, yeah, it's an opportunity for some, uh, but people use this as an excuse for getting rid of the Second Amendment because they hate guns. And I don't know what their ulterior motive is. If they're smart enough to know that it's not going to help, what is their ulterior motive? Uh, Biden says it's uh, his goal is to turn all this pain into action. Well, you know, so far the action of uh, Biden hasn't been all that positive. Most of his actions makes things much, much worse. And, and I would say libertarians and conservatives and, and law-abiding citizens would say uh, tinkering with and eliminating and punishing law-abiding citizens uh, will certainly make this problem a lot worse. But Chris, there's a lot of excitement, a lot of danger now. This is when our liberties become more dangerous in the midst of crisis, whether it's a COVID crisis or weapons of mass destruction or who, who, knows, who knows what. But it gives the people who actually believe in big government, authoritarian government and the stupidity of the people, uh, gives them an opportunity to become uh, more powerful. And that's been going on for a long time, so it's an opportunity because they accept a different philosophy entirely uh, of self-reliance and, and the success of the free market and the importance of sound money. They don't even accept that, so it's no problem for them to leap over and say, what we need are just smart people in Congress, and right now uh, they believe the smartest people in the country run the House and the Senate and uh, the, the presidency. The tr plain truth is, is uh, <laughs> unfortunately or fortunately, people wake up, it's really not a narrow partisan issue. Might be on the Second Amendment a partisan issue, but basically big government and the conditions that we have and the size of government, the big problems, whether it's the foreign policy or monetary policy, is a very much partisan, uh, bipartisan issue they, because they both agreed to the big issues. But, uh, Chris, uh, I imagine that you don't think that uh, Biden is going to use this incident to improve our liberties. Absolutely not, Dr. Paul. And uh, as you say, you know, more government laws are not a solution at all. And as you pointed out, criminals ignore them. That's what makes you a criminal. And if you need just proof that people ignore laws, the politicians themselves 
set a terrible example. They don't follow the laws that they're supposed to follow. Every single one of them raises their right hand and swears to uphold the Constitution. But with like few exceptions, they break the laws all the time, whenever they can, if they can get away with it in the moment. And another real irony is that government is by far the most violent institution in our society. Nobody, no group of people even comes close. I mean, just in the last couple of weeks, we had 40 billion of our own dollars taken from us to be shipped to make weapons that destroy people. So now you're going to go to these people to stop a violence problem in society? I mean, that's like going to a fast food place and you know, asking them to fix a weight problem. You know, you're going to the wrong place. You know, why would you even think of doing that? That's why the Second Amendment is there. The power is ultimately ours to defend ourselves against criminals. We cannot have each of us, a police officer who is armed, walk us around or stand at our door when we go to sleep at night. It, it has to be up to us to ultimately, if it, it gets down to a personal situation, to be able to defend yourself. You know, and when people want to make an honest effort to try to rectify this, it gets stopped because of the corruptions in our, in our legal system. When you, when you think of what happened, say, uh, the investigation of Russiagate or things, there's a, a lot of conniving done by our, uh, you know, our Department of uh, Justice, as, uh, injustice really, as, as, as well as uh, the people who are, you know, are supposed to be in, in charge are actually participants in, in the, the F, FBI is, is in this uh, situation. But, you know, last week, uh, no, a matter of fact, just a couple of days ago, uh, the New York uh, City, here's a little article by uh, Zero Hedge, New, New York City subway shooter who killed the Goldman Banker, another atrocious act, but this is only one person, so not quite as bad, you know, about, uh, ha had been arrested 20 times for violent acts, and he was released to the streets, and, there, and they say, well, if we take the guns away from uh, law-abiding citizens, this would have never happened. We need to get rid of the Second Amendment. But no, we need some common sense in the justice system, because uh, I think people have lost a lot of confidence, especially over what has gone on, the lying and, and the activity in, in Russiagate and uh, all the corruption we have in our own judicial system. But this, this is uh, the same thing that's been happening along the border. There's been some inspection of the people coming in and it's totally out of control. And it isn't just like people are starving and they're just begging and pleading for a handout or enough to survive. It's not that. This is a big operation. It's run by illegal drug dealers, a lot of money involved, and a lot of criminality. And uh, there's a lot of violence and a lot of people are arrested once they overstep their bounds, which is a real a big deal because it takes a tremendous uh, effort to overstep the leniency that we have given uh, individuals coming in, into the country. So they, they do this and they allow them to, them to come in. 
but they they get uh, you know an hour in front of a judge or something, and then they're released again. And then you read the stories that those same very people committed another violent act. I mean, there are stories all over the place uh, about the people that they did uh, you know arrest and say that first you're illegal because of the way you come in, but that's not the biggest offense. It's offense that when they committed violence, uh, that they that they don't have any punishment at all. So th this, uh, this doesn't help anybody who wants to be very sincere in cleaning this mess up and having, uh, you know, some law and order. You know, uh, what's the sense of even having a police force if, uh, if the police are the ones that become the guilty party uh, so often? So I, I think it's a, a real tragedy because, and, and Chris, you make the perfect point. If you want to really think about and try to stop the violence, it's, it's the government that participates in it. Just think about the bureaucracy. The bureaucracy is, it used to be 100,000, but now it's closer to probably 200,000 federal government bureaucrats who carry guns. Because there are so many laws that we have to enforce them, we enforce them with guns. I mean, we are a nation of gun cultures, but it's the government guns. The most, you, you know, people who, who, who want to just protect their home are pretty quiet about it. And uh, there are a lot of stories that they've actually been a able to do this. And the other thing, Chris, that I wanted to point out in this is, you know, we've had this type of operation that we've just had in Uvalde uh, in, in, in several places already, and, and they're so bad, and they get the attention of the anti-gun people, and they want to use that to get rid of the, uh, the Second Amendment. But uh, I wonder if anybody's ever done a study to find out how many killings anywhere similar approaching this have occurred in a private school. Uh, for some reason, I, I can't remember a story. Obviously, it must have happened somewhere along the way. But all of this stuff is in the places where the government's most involved, where most of the time uh, it it's involves when the, the gun regulation is very, very strong. But they say, oh, yeah, it'll be different if we just get rid of the Second Amendment. If we destroy the liberties of law-abiding citizens, believe me, magic can happen. What deceitful nonsense that mm. is. And they don't approach it from the fact that we're supposed to live in a free country where the responsibility for our safety and our protection uh, is up to the individuals and the community, not the monolithic governments that uh, plunder us day in and day out. They use the principle of theft and guns all the time. So that principle stands out there. So why is this a big difference? And uh, I think that there's a, a, a tremendous misconception of this. But right now, inc incidents like this are used to promote the evil, which is unfortunate. It is, Dr. Paul. And like you point out, it, criminals go for what they believe to be easier targets, where they know that they can do the most damage and the people aren't armed. You, you mentioned private schools. I mean, where, where does this ever happen in a police station? or a place that people are known to be armed. Um, you know, if you're, let's say you're a criminal casing a couple of neighborhoods, you have two to choose from. One, they have the freedom to arm themselves. In the other, they advertise that they are not armed. Now, which one are you going to rob? Obviously, the ones that are advertising that, you know, they're unarmed. And even in the other one where they're free to be armed, None of them could even have guns. The whole neighborhood, but just that fact that they could have an ar arms in their house 
that could get you if you try to go in there. That will deter you. So the Second Amendment also protects the people that hate guns. They don't want anything to do with them. They don't want to see them. They don't want to talk about them. The Second Amendment, just by the fact that you could be armed and the criminal knows it, he will think twice about uh, invading your home. So the Second Amendment is there for all of us, even the ones that hate it. Yeah, that's right. And that seems so practical. To, and it seems so clear cut the way you present it uh, that you, can't, you have to wonder why in the world don't they accept this type of logic? But you know, there's another thing that I want to mention because it deals with uh, uh, the medical profession. Almost always, and uh, I, I know there's been articles written but the exact percentage of people, I don't know. But I know that a high percentage of individuals that uh, you know go off on these tangents of picking up a rifle and killing 20 people, uh, that is, is something that is uh, falls in the category of, 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 of medicine, as far as I'm, I'm concerned. Uh, they have to be totally psychotic uh, to do this. But the one thing that they have, uh, in, they have found that when they detail it, and it'll be interesting to find out what happens in one, two, or three weeks, or if they do an autopsy and this sort of thing, uh, and find out the history of this, uh, this killer uh, by psychotropic drugs. So the psychotropic drugs have been very often uh, involved in the individual who goes and commits these crimes. And that's all pushed by a medical profession that uh, forces us to take vaccines when uh, freedom of choice is a very practical thing to do. And uh, that turned out to be a horrible situation, uh, undermining good uh, medical care and then pushing on bad stuff. But I, I think uh, because medicine has been so nationalized and corporatized, you know, the pharmaceuticals uh, like to push drugs that uh, are psychotropic and they're on there. But there's also the illegality of the psychotropic drugs. That's also very, very real. Uh, but uh, I, I just have a very difficult time uh, as, as uh, w with my political beliefs as well as my medical background to think uh, th this idiot, a, this crazy person who grabs the guns and kills 20 people and say, oh, if we'd have only gotten rid of that Second Amendment, it would have never happened. Well, that's total nonsense. Chris? Very good, Dr. Paul. I'm on my last point, so I guess we have a shorter show today. But, uh, you know, the First and Second Amendments, we have to give our, our founders, especially the Bill of Rights, a lot of credit. They put freedom of speech and the freedom to defend yourself first and second. And they are two of the most important by far. And that is because, you know, we have to face the reality of human nature. We all have freedom to choose, to say, and do the right or wrong things. Since people are free to do what is wrong, you know, innocent people must have the ability to speak the truth when someone is lying or to defend themselves if someone is going to attack. You know, but if you want to impose tyranny, and that's what those Bill of Rights are to be a guard against, if you want to oppose tyranny, you've got to be constantly against the First and Second Amendment. And that's why we see censorship to try to shut people that want to tell the truth up and to take away the guns, the Second Amendment. It's very simple to understand why those who want, you know, power, ultimate power, want to get rid of those top two amendments. But it is the job of those who want to live in a society, a civilization that is civilized, 
to always defend it, even when it's unpopular. We must have the uh, ability to freely speak the truth and to defend ourselves against those who make the decision to become criminals. Very good, Chris. You know, the system that we have today is a system based on the principle of plunder. Uh, that term was popularized by uh, uh, the, the, the book, The Law of Abastiat. And uh, he, he demonstrates that when you use the government force and uh, legal system, not the constitutional, the legal system, to satisfy the demands of people who want stuff for free, whether it's the uh, average person, the middle class person, or the big corporations, or some special interest group. Because plunder means that the government comes in and uses their guns. Yeah, they don't always have to shoot people, but believe me, people respond if they get a letter from the IRS, you know, because there's always guns behind that because you can't defy the system of government uh, or the guns of government will put you in, in prison. But plunder is based on violence. It's based on illegal. Plunder is theft. It's legalized theft by the government, but it's unconstitutional. It's immoral. So this is, uh, if a whole system is based on plunder and the backup of the guns and the monopoly use of guns so often, you know, uh, is the government itself, certainly in times of war. And uh, when you think about it, uh, about the issue of, of uh, how much violence has been created by government guns, just think about the the 21st century since since uh, since the, be the beginning of this century we've been in wars constantly it looks like oh my my goodness they, they're already worrying that there might be a, someday a, a settlement come out and the ukraine war will uh simmer down and they will have exhausted the effort to keep building more and more weapons but they'll look they're looking for other places right now you know people were saying and what was what was the spontaneous answer for Biden? Well, well, if the Chinese march into Taiwan, what what would you do? Something? Yes, yes. No hesitation at all. I mean, it's just automatic that we have an empire to defend, and uh, it serves the interests of many people. The people who see this as a political event, you have to be a powerful political tool and give you this sense of patriotism. A lot of people fall for that. But the military-industrial complex is, is a big contributor to this because endlessly, just thinking, Chris, I think you would mention how many dollars we've spent on Ukraine. Hmm. At, at the same time, we uh, probably don't uh, do, do as much as we could do to maybe investigate uh, psychotropic drugs with these maniacs that go out and kill, kill their neighbors. So uh, it's mis misplaced and it's misallocated. It's all based on another system, which is plunder, and that is the inflationary system. They can't. They couldn't have done all this stuff on our foreign policy and all this welfareism and and COVID lockdown without excessive money, and they've gotten away with it. For now, but right now, uh, people are waking up. They're beginning to realize that we printed all this money, trillions and trillions of dollars, and all of a sudden, we have to pay for it. It's hurting the dollar. Not on all, all the international markets, but it's hurting the dollar 
because your dollar's not going, getting, uh, going very far anymore. And that means your prices are going up. And that is a tax for all this plundering, which sets the stage and psychologically and philosophically, the system that we have today really morally justifies, you know, uh, violence. And, uh, but I think uh, just as much as that is important, it's also the fact that uh, these cases are uh, created by, by a system where people have, have lost control. And, uh, and I think that we do need to do more about it. But government's totally in charge of all this. You know, we listen to the propaganda over COVID. There was so much nonsense and anybody who talked sensible was, uh, they were punished. They could lose their jobs. And you talk about the preservation of the Second Amendment. We need the preservation of the First Amendment, but we need the preservation of common sense and the principle of nonviolence is what we want. Because morally speaking, with a higher law, people have no right to hurt other people. But you do have a right to defend oneself. And it's, it's no more complicated than that. But as soon as you open up the doors and make it legal for the special interest of powerful people, the people with the government guns, they can do anything they want internationally and domestically. You run into trouble and we're in that trouble and it's coming to a climactic end. So we have to change the basic principles and the understanding of why people do these violent things and we'd all be a lot better off. Liberty is so much better than authoritarianism for solving our problems. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.